At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor dot fm recording platform super easy distributes our podcast to many many different platforms there's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer check out anchor.fm or download the free anchor app to get started this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. back to off the water today we're going to be having a special guest all the way from missouri mr joshua booth josh is a big big name kayak fishing world especially for the missouri area and it's going to go nationwide uh today we're going to be talking about the ozarks and table rock area so without any further ado Mr. Joshua Booth. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been fishing, been kayak angling, and uh, let us let everybody know what you're about. Uh, yeah, my name is Joshua Booth. I'm the uh, president of the Moyak Fishing Series here in Missouri. I've been... Uh, pretty much fishing full-time out of a kayak for the last five years. I'm pretty addicted to it, something I really enjoy doing. I like competing, and I also like putting on these events, too. So I'm just all into the sport. I really love it. Awesome. What are you uh, paddling right now? I fish out of a feel-free lure, 13.5, and I've been out of that kayak almost the entire time. I, I really like that platform to fish out of. It gives me all the the storage and the uh, upgrade abilities I need and the super stable and I, I can't ever see switching kayaks really. Cool. Now, for the most part, you're chasing uh, 
chasing bass down in your area. Yeah, that's correct. I, I mainly focus on just uh, bass tournaments. Cool. Uh, do you venture out a little bit and chase any uh, other species down there? I know there's a big striper population down that way too. Yeah, I try to. Uh, you know, when the springtime comes, we've got the spoonbill run up here. We all go out snagging for giant spoonbill. That's a lot of fun. And then the crappie and white bass. Uh, we're pretty fortunate here in the Ozarks to have so many species. You know, you can go to one lake and you can catch walleye, catfish, crappie, three, four species of bass. You know, it's it's we're pretty fortunate. I like it. Awesome. So me and you met last September for the KBF Trail Series uh, tournament over on Table Rack at the end of September. And I'll tell you what, man. I uh, <laughs> I got my PB Smalley, and I had one hell of a time while I was down there. Moyak put on a great uh, great series for us hosting that, so kudos to you guys. That was awesome. Uh, I'm familiar with Table Rock. There's Lake of the Ozarks, uh, Tanny Como, and then uh, going down further, there's a lot of within that reservoir system. Which one is your favorite fish? It's really hard to say. We have so many big reservoirs in this area. I mean, I can go two hours in any direction and be on a dozen lakes. Um, I would have to say probably it's close between Taney Como and Table Rock. Taney Como, you've really got a chance of catching those monster bass out of there. It's a great place for a topwater frog bite, too, which I really enjoy doing. But Table Rock's just got everything, and pretty much no matter what the conditions are, you can go find fish there. Uh, you can get out of the wind. There's, you know, sheltered banks. It's, it's just, Table Rock has everything. And so I, I guess I got to go with Table Rock. That's when I fished Table Rock and was getting everything done for the KBF uh, tournament there, I stood to the east side or the lower end of the lake. Uh, I was fishing over in the area by the uh, Bass Pro uh, North that's over there. Devil's uh, Devil's Cut, I think it was called, in that area. That's a good and, area. And going further south, I didn't realize that once you get past the, uh, I think that's the 75, you're right into Arkansas at that point. Just yeah, the, the lake down. goes, yeah, Long Creek goes all the way down into Arkansas, so it's a big lake. It was the first time I actually paddled across the uh, state borders to go back and forth <laughs> fishing. <laughs> but, uh, it, I mean, if, for anyone who's never been down there, Table Rock, like I said, I just got to see that side of it. I, I didn't get to see the uh, the middle or the, uh, the upper end of Lake, but it's it, it was incredible just being in that area. And like Josh said, there's you pick them, there's – Laydowns in shallow areas to offshore strike all over where you can catch not only largemouth, but you got smallmouth, which I maybe there. Spotted bass, I got a chunky spot pre-fishing out that way. So it's 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 a good time. You know, and one thing that's down there in terms of custom lures or lures that I can't find back up this way that was really killing it, Jewel G, are you familiar with them? I'm sorry, he's breaking up. I didn't hear what you said on that one. Uh, Jewel Jigs, are you familiar with uh, that lure company? Yes, uh, somewhat. Yeah, so I have the hardest time finding them up here in the land and just the upper Midwest. I can't down there. 
they were like gold. You go for oh. certain colors, they're all out of it. But they were they were producing. I was and I really they were designed. I guess that's exclusive. They're exclusively made in the Ozarks in that area. So that was pretty cool to use thing uh, homegrown over that way while fishing down there. I really did like that. Yeah, I do. Right, so, so, so I know coming up we have the you guys are Moex putting on the KBF event for Table Rock at the end of the month. Tell us a little bit what's going on with that. Yeah, luckily we we finally got things going where we're gonna get, start to get back to normal. There's not going to be any uh, live captains meeting or awards ceremony. We're going to do everything online, so there'll be no meetups or anything. Guys can just go fish check out on Tourney X and go home. Uh, uh, Chad Hoover is going to mail out the, the trophies uh, to the winners. So we'll get that taken care of. But uh, something that's new that KBF is going to be changing, is going to be moving towards that we're going to start doing on Table Rock, which I'm pretty excited about is, is they're going to start doing two day trails at one lake. So we're going to have a trail on Saturday for KBF. And then there's going to be another trail on Sunday for KBF. So if you can't get Saturday off, you can come and fish Sunday. Or if you want to double down, you can enter in both tournaments and get AOI points for fishing two trails without having to travel to two different locations. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that that's pretty sweet. Um, do you guys, with Moe everything else that's going on, uh, are you are your guys, majority of your guys, fishing for KBF AOI as well? Uh, we do have a few guys that are, you know, fishing the KBF. Like I said, everything's just now getting started. So I, I expect those numbers to really increase once word gets out about what's going on because, I, you know, we weren't even really sure we were going to be able to have this tournament, you know, until just a few days ago. So, right. Yeah, it, it was kind of, you know, for me, it's kind of now as of last night, there's another decision to be had. Uh, it was either – Table Rock or Lake St. Clair, and I just got word that and change after but Lake St. Clair is canceled. So I may be taking another ride down to Table Rock if the uh, cards, if my cards play right with work. So uh, I might see it down there in a couple weeks. Well, that would be pretty cool. The the bites are really turning on there. The spawns and full swing and water temperature and the getting up there in the 70s. So go time. It, and this just in from uh, the OG Brian Sheeler, and he wants to know pins for Table Rock. Uh, do you know anything about that? Pins? <laughs> yeah, he said, tell Josh to drop me pins for Table Rock. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. You might want to <laughs> hit up Troy Inky. He was the... Uh regional champion last year on table rock i think he knows where all the good spots are you might want to hit him up or just uh just steal his whopper plot killing him there you go <laughs> seriously uh, on, on table rock you can find fish anywhere uh, oh yeah they're, they're everywhere you just find pick a launch and go catch them i mean it's really <laughs> i know it sounds kind of cliche but it's true uh, it, it, that made it so much easier scouting out the that really did deter him. You know, I will say that I wasn't. Pre I was prepared for it to happen, but I wasn't prepared for it actually happening. Was the wind and how much uh, 
how much white cap and uh, current it, that actually makes on Table Rock on the main body of the uh, of the lake. Yeah, that, that can definitely build up. You always got to plan for the wind on Table Rock. Uh, boat traffic can get really bad, too, during the summertime as well. But like I said, that's why there's so many creeks and coves and cuts you can get back into, and you can get out of the wind and get away from the boats. That's that's what I really like about that lake. Yeah, and, you know, I was – me and Brian, we were sticking together. So I was in uh, the Old Town Predator, and he was in the Blue Sky. This traffic crappy oh. – was we were able to maintain but we couldn't maintain long but we still with it there was power out there struggling just to get past you know uh some of those white caps and current as well so it, it it did get dicey out there yeah i can for sure that wind gets over about 15 miles per hour you might you better find a place to get out or just get off the water yeah we we talked the way into to, to some fingers that ran off and then got in some coves but for the most part, though, it it, it almost became uh, it it was non-existent for fishing because you were trying just to stay positioned every other cast. Yeah. So, so within the Table Rock area and the Ozarks, uh, you know, is, is there any other? We were talking about Tangy Como, and I know so this podcast itself we focus on the traveling aspect. So taking, let's say I was taking the family down there and I have kids and I want to catch, uh, you know, an abundancy of fish, but I also close to where, you know, where the significant other wants to go and shop and do stuff within the cities or towns. Uh, I heard Tandy Como has a great trout pot and the kids, kids love trout. Is that true? Yeah, if you go on the uh, the upper end of Tangy Como, it's really good trout fishing up there. Amazing trout fishing up. There's a uh, trout docks up there you can go fish on. You can take your family there. Uh, there at uh, Branson Landing, you can. There's a boardwalk where you can walk around and uh, your wife can shop and check out stuff. There's even a Bass Pro right there on the water. So it's a pretty cool place to go to. They got like a little, uh, it's like a little boardwalk downtown area right there on the water. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, for staying, it was it was set up really nice, uh, and we're gonna that's what we're gonna dive into right now. So, coming there, coming to visit Table Rock, if you had to give three recommendations for restaurants, what would they be? Well, definitely Lambert's in Ozark. It's not really on Table Rock; it's about thirty minutes north. But you can't come to the Ozarks without going to Lambert's and the home of the Throne Roll. If you've never heard of them, check out Lambert's. Definitely a place to go to, for sure. Lambert's, L-A-M-B-E-R-T-S? That's correct. In That's Ozark, Missouri. All right, I'm writing this down because when I come back down there, I'm going to hold you to this. Yep. <laughs> That's the place right there. That's that's about my number one recommendation. What uh, What's good off the menu there? Oh, they've got 
comfort country foods. You can, you know, order fried chicken, mashed potatoes, fried okra, green beans, you know, bread. It's all, it's all good. Home cooked nice. family style meals. It's right up my alley, man. Yep. All right. What else you got? Oh, let's see here. There are so many places in Branson, it's hard to even pick out one. I, I can't tell you any bad ones. That's what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Stay away from here. Uh, they're just, I mean, Branson is, and the Table Rock area is really designed for tourism. You know, the, the Bass Pro Shops in Springfield, Missouri, they've got Hemingway's. Uh, that restaurant inside there is really good seafood. And uh, that Bass Pro there in Springfield, that's the national headquarters, and it's the granddaddy of all granddaddies. If you haven't oh, been in man. that, if you haven't been in that Bass Pro, you haven't been to a Bass Pro yet. So I tell there, you, there's food there, and you can go to that Bass Pro. I tell you what, man. I saw. I, I went there twice. I stopped on the way down, and then I took a day to go back, and it's pretty sweet. I'm actually going to touch on that with you down in a few minutes but uh you had mentioned Hemingway's and me and uh me and Sheila had gone to Hemingway's for dinner one night and they had uh they had uh redfish uh as their special man redfish was, was delivered it was prepared and reasonably priced too in there for you know for what you yeah absolutely so, being down that way, is there any breweries or um, micro distilleries within that area that people would want to check out? Oh, that is a question that I can't answer. I'm not really sure that there's a there's a brewery in uh, Springfield I know of. They make two dudes or step step dude beer. That's pretty good stuff. Step dude beer, huh? Uh, I can't think of the name of it exactly. I just tried it out the other last week, and it was pretty good stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I just I'm not really familiar with any breweries in the area. I'm sure there is. Well, it has one of the biggest breweries in the country, if not the world. <laughs> wow. Bush. Oh man, yeah. That's that's probably why I'm not very familiar with it because everything I drink is Anheuser Busch. <laughs> if it's not Budweiser, I'm I'm probably not drinking it. <laughs> Heading to uh to the Anheuser Busch uh facility itself in St. Louis. I have not been there, and if I did, I would probably not want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, that that was one of the key reasons why I didn't stop home. It was uh. I'd probably be there from open to close, and then I'd probably have to stay a night in St. Louis after getting done with the tour. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, well, this might, and I, I don't expect you to know this question, but for the ladies, for the men who like wine, any kind of uh, vineyards or uh, wine uh, out? Uh Man, I'm sure there is because Branson has everything. Yeah, there's, there are. There's a Stonehill Winery. Um, let's see. That's in Branson. The St. James Winery. Um, 
Mount Pleasant Winery. I, I know those are the. Th I think those are the three top ones. So yeah, there's definitely okay. there's definitely some wine to be had in the Branson area. Yeah, Stone, Stonehill Winery. I think it, I think a lot of people have heard about that one. That was a pretty famous place. I haven't been there, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. My girlfriend is a wine uh, aphrodisio, and I'm sure there's a bottle of that within the fridge somewhere. Mm. I don't <laughs> ever pay attention to what the what the label said. All right. So, um, it, you know, it's funny because you know. You're in the middle of Missouri. You're, you know, in a hilly, mountainous area. But you wouldn't think a lot of wine comes from this area. And, and one of the biggest things that are popping up and it become the one of the more popular things to do is these small vineyards that pop up all over the place now. I remember, wow. uh, you know, I have family in southwest Michigan, and that was the Napa Valley of the Midwest. Now you could drive, you know, within a half hour and find your, it's, it's crazy how fast that's popped up. And same thing with the breweries. Yeah. The same thing's going on down here with the wine. I mean, I've noticed as I drive around, you're starting to see more and more, you know, you see wine or grapes, you know, growing out in fields. So I'm starting to see more and more grapes being planted. Yeah. So. Down now, I know close to this uh, in Brand. Let's talk about some bars down there for people who are coming. I know yeah. the big one is the Spinning Wheel, am I, right? Is that the big one for Branson? Yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of them, really. <laughs> we uh, our last day down there, we had a pretty good time at the Spinning Wheel. They had karaoke and stuff going on. It's entertaining to watch to watch that. They actually had pretty good food there. But if you had uh, if you had a couple, two more bars to throw out for a recommendation in that area for people to go to, where would you send them? Um, you know, I, I, I like Flat Creek Bar and Grill. They're on Flat Creek. It's right on Table Rock as well. Uh, they've got even a little hotel there with some pretty decent prices on rooms if anybody's looking for a place to stay. And plus, they've got a bar and a restaurant right there. So, yeah, Flat Creek Grill is pretty nice. Cool. You know, and correct me on the area but there was one that really caught my eye and i didn't stop there but when i was going to the launch for the majority of say it was called the the british inn or it was an english uh pub just outside of uh branston if you're going towards the uh bass pro resort i'm not familiar with that one yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure of the area, but it was a small little small little town. The biggest flagship that was there, the British, in the town. Oh, that's, that was pretty cool. But, you know, between going back to get stuff prepared for the tournament, I didn't have the time to stop, but it's definitely on my radar to see that. And a little side note of it, I um, we were watching a TV show, and it happened to pop up uh, – pop up on the tv show i'm like oh i know where that's at <laughs> so yeah hopefully all these places get to start opening back up missouri slowly coming back open uh, i don't know how many of them places in branson are, are actually open back up i haven't been down there yet so hopefully within by june 1st or but by the table rock event everything will be open back up i hope well godspeed to that because illinois isn't opening up anytime soon 
<laughs> so we've, we've started the process. Uh, campgrounds are supposed to start opening up on the 20th. So I'm just in, you know, next week they should start opening up. And I think everything's going to slowly start progressing to normal. By June 1st, we should be hopefully back to normal. If you can, if you can get back to normal. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, for us, man, I mean, they opened up some state parks, but it's, you know, a lot of the fishing around here, around the Chicago area where I'm at, really hasn't been affected. Lake Michigan is closed, but, um, you know, th- that's kind of, either really dictates, you know, not Lake Michigan, but inland, for the most part, a lot of the people to go to the states are now coming to all my good spots. And now, yesterday, it, it the boat traffic was crazy on a small little lake I was fishing. I've never seen so many boats there and parked in the spots than yesterday. And we had quite the entertainment with uh, Amateur Hour watching. Uh, and God bless this guy because I don't know how he did it, but he let his daughter and his wife try to put the boat on the trailer, and the boat wound up with the outboard face in the car. What? It was a sight to see. <laughs> He had the patience of a saint because he was cool on the collective the whole time, and I would have been freaking out. If that wow. was me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, talking about traveling and going down, so family fun. And I know when we had our check in and the event for the series, Indian Park has, is, if I'm not mistaken, is that called Silver Dollar uh, Theme Park? Silver Dollar City. Yeah, Silver Dollar City. Yeah, and if, if you come to this area, that's another must place to go to. I mean, if you have not been to Silver Dollar City, you, you really need to go there. It's uh, it's all, all the people that work there are dressed in uh, time, you know, costumes from back in the pioneer days, you know, the 1700s and 1800s. You can get home-cooked kettle meals there. Everything it's like wow. going it's like going back in time when you're there. They've got uh, so many different shops. You know they've got a uh, blacksmiths that are there making stuff. You've got wood carvers. You know artists. There's all kinds of artisans there. That I mean it's it's a really unique place. Not to mention it's got roller coasters for the kids and uh, it's got a small kid area. Uh, just it's it's one of the best. Uh, I don't know what you know parks theme parks and country i would guess you know it's a, it's a big one right up there it's, you know worlds of fun and stuff uh, you know what and if you would have not not said that i probably wouldn't turn another eye to it but now that you said that i'm kind of intrigued so i think i'm oh, gonna have to check would, that out myself i would highly recommend going to silver dollar city you'll have a good time for sure yeah that sounds cool any uh any other places down there that uh that would, or is that the uh, is that the top dog of the uh, of family attraction? And oh, that uh, that is <clears throat> that is definitely the top dog. Silver Dollar City is king down there. But like I said, Branson is designed, you know, to provide family entertainment. So you can get into downtown area on the strip, and you can just get out and walk. And you've got go karts, you've got museums, you've got uh, just one thing after another on the strip. So. Going to the Branson Strip in downtown, something with that, you know, families really enjoy doing. There's all kinds of shows, uh, magic shows, musical theaters, all, everything's there. 
Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Cool, man. Well, you know what? And this one, this last part of it, is there anything in terms of, you know, nature close to you that you would say someone has, if they come down here, you have to check this out. This is my personal favorite thing to do or see while down in the uh, Ozark area. Yep, that's an easy one. Dogwood Canyon. Dogwood Canyon. Dogwood Canyon. uh, If you like to trout fish, they've got trout there. But it's a... it's an amazing museum. It's it's nestled in between these two bluffs. Uh, it's got old Indian artifacts. They, there's a couple caves where they actually found remains, and they've left them up there. Uh, there's the walking trail goes through there. They've got wildlife. I think there's buffalo and stuff back in there. I mean, it's uh, it is a really beautiful place to visit, and I, I would definitely recommend Dogwood Canyon for sure. Awesome. Yeah, that's. That sounds pretty legit. I uh, I would definitely say I, I'd have to check that out myself. I I love history. I love looking at artifacts. I'm that kind of guy who will stop and read the act, the whole display, and everyone's like, you know, fifty feet ahead. Hey, come on, let's go. Hey, I'm trying to learn something here. <laughs> yeah, you'd really like it then. Uh, that sounds like a great place. You can also uh, rent bikes and go for bike rides on the trails and stuff, and it's all paved and real nice real scenic cool well you know is there anything else uh that you want to add in to those recommendations that you may have missed oh i mean uh, for anybody thinking about coming to this area just keep in mind that uh, we have tons of campgrounds tons of parks all if you like to camp if you don't like to camp if you want a a condo or a hotel there's tons of that there in the branson area as well but we have other lakes in the area too like stockton lake and truman lake those are some really great lakes too and they're all on public land so you can get out of your boat and go hiking through the woods you know or you can just take off and do whatever you want you can go hunting you can go fishing so there's no houses on the lake it's no docks it's just nature so i mean there's a lot to offer in this area Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, I drive in just to drive down, you know, like I said, I came down from Chicago. And once you get outside of St. Louis and you start going down 74, pretty much from spring, once you get off at Springfield and start headed south, you never realize, you know, how the terrain changes down there. You know, I, I always thought Missouri was flat until you got to that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not flat at all. <laughs> not down there. There's nothing but hills, and I, I call them mountains, but I guess some people just call them big hills, but they're small mountains to me. Oh, yeah, and you know what? Even driving around, you know, if you're driving around uh, Branson, you're going back towards uh, Tangicomo, you know, there's, you know, there it's almost like a switchback and a turn that you, so you got to be careful on those roads. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to go slow on those twisty, curvy roads. Especially if you 
particular behind you. I've seen someone almost take out and lose their bass boat in front of me because they were going too fast. Yeah, the speed limit may say 40 miles an hour, but you you want to go 15 around those curves. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, with all my guests, we always play a little game called True Confessions. So the game works like this. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to have you tell me something, whatever it is, funny, crazy, out there. I I don't care what it is. You tell the story, and I had to tell if you're telling the truth or if you're BSing. And this is a little way just to for us to, to get an insight or our listeners get an insight on our guests. So whatever you want the world to hear, whether it's true or BS, let it lay it on. Hmm. All right. Let me think here for a second. Um, all right. The, the, the kayak series that I'm part of, the Moyak Fishing Series here in Missouri, uh, was started in 2015. The uh, very first angler of the year, he was fishing in a sit-in kayak and paddle only. The second year, 2016, the Moyak Angler of the Year was a paddle-only kayak. 2017 was paddle-only. 2018 was paddle-only Angler of the Year. In 2019, a lot of guys, you know, were in the Hobies and Torquitos and trolling motors. 2019 Angler of the Year was paddle-only. So, for the past five years in a row, our the angler of the year in Moyak has been paddle only in this kayak. That's my story. That sounds pretty true. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is true. As 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 crazy as it sounds, I mean, we've got a lot of people. We're up to a hundred and sixty paid members so far. I mean, we're having big turnouts at tournaments, and we've got a lot of great anglers. But yeah. The paddle guys have been dominating. That's awesome, and you know it. It's and I didn't realize, especially when we went there, how big of a club you guys had. And you know, everyone had Moyak. I'm like, wow, like it was. You would have thought it was like its own separate event from what KBF was having. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty lucky. We got a great group of anglers, and it's and you know, it's credit to the lakes we have around here. So a lot of that people in this area love to fish. So we've got a great group of guys. That's what makes the club so great. It's, it's the anglers. You know, we never have any problems. Every, everybody gets along. Everybody helps each other out. Uh, just you know, it's a great tournament trail. <laughs> All right. Well, here's one for you, and this right. one, this one is related to being down at Branson. So are you here with uh, two guys by the name of Sam Jones and uh, Alan Reed? Yes. Names, yes, I think I do know who that is. All right. So Sam Jones, if you're listening, brother, this one's all for you. <laughs> so we, uh, it was our last night at, uh, you know, in Branson after Fish and Table Rock. And we all wanted just to kind of unwind. So we went to the spinning wheel. At first, it was kind of, you know, nobody was really there. It was just us, you know, 
So the bartender, the server comes out, you know, starts bringing us our drinks. And then this, uh, this gentleman comes up to the table and he looks directly at Sam, Alan, and myself. And he's like, oh, hey, can I get you guys a drink? And Sam, just with the slight grin, he's just kind of like, uh, sure. So the guy proceeds to go get a drink. Now, we're not sure if this guy was a server or not, but he comes back and he buys us all around, goes back over uh, to to the table. We're like, oh, this guy wasn't a server. He was with this group of people. So then later on, the karaoke is going on and he goes up to sing. And Sam's like, dude, I, you know, this guy keeps eyeing me the entire time while he's on stage. Like maybe he likes you, man. (laughs) So we, uh, we're getting ready to close out. And I, I ran to the bathroom. I come back and Sam goes, this guy just gave me his number. <laughs> and we're all dying because Sam's like freaked out. You know, he has, you know, he has wife and two kids and, you know, this guy gives her, I'm like, I don't know, man. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, it was, it was on the receipt right there. I'm like, what are you going to do with it? He's like, I, I don't know. So. Uh, I te- you know, we left and I asked him, I go, you still got the guy's number? He's like, yeah. I was like, what? So I go, what are you going to do with it? He goes, I might call him for some fishing advice down here. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. So from this day, Sam hasn't said anything about it, but I told him I'd bring it up one day. And this is the day I brought it up. So, Sam, what happened to the number? Oh, man. Saving it for fishing advice, huh? I'm not sure that guy may be an expert on fishing. <laughs> you calling BS? Uh, no, that's so funny. I'm going to say that's probably true. You know, you called out the BS part of the story. Everything else that was going on was true, but he didn't save his number. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we, we had a good it, – it was it was quite funny, you know. The guy did wind up coming back to the table, uh, but he was he he had out for Sam. <laughs> That's funny, poor Sam. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yep. So, well, Josh, I just want to say thanks for coming on to the podcast. Um, You know, pleasure. Thank you for telling everybody what's good, uh, what's some good stuff to do down when you come down to the Ozarks and Table Rock. Do you want to uh, give a shout to any or people you'd like to say hi and give a thanks to? I uh, just want to, you know, give a shout out to Feel Free Kayaks. Uh, they've really <clears throat> been a big factor in getting me where I am today, and so I'm just really happy to be in that kayak and uh, glad to be on here. It's nice talking to you today. Awesome, man. Uh, so are you following our bracket series right now? 
Uh, yeah, I'm slight. I'm in the one that's getting ready to start, so I'm getting ready to really start following it once I get involved. But yeah, I've been following the bracket a little bit. So this uh, oh, the, the one between you guys, the the, the podcast bracket. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I heard about that. So I, I I'm going up against Dan Perry this weekend. Dan Perry's down in Alabama, and I'm up here in Chicago. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, it, it's gonna. You know what? You know, I I I don't know. Anything can happen, but I I feel, yeah. I feel that uh, <laughs> Dan might have the upper hand here, but you know what? I ain't going down without a fight. <laughs> there you go. Gotta keep, keep so, casting. Well, you know what? Uh. If you're ever uh, up in Chicago, man, hit me up. We'll get you out fishing up this way. Awesome. I appreciate it. Well, thanks again for hopping on the podcast. And then uh, thanks to all our sponsors for the Paddle and Fin Series, Rocktown Adventures, Mastered TRC Rod Covers. And from this point, see you guys off the water. Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and Thin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.